Hey there, I'm Tara. And I'm Jessica. And together we co-host the podcast Three Spooked Girls. If you love the paranormal. Or murder. Join us on Mondays for full-length episodes where we discuss our favorite paranormal stories and true crime cases. And join us again on Thursdays for our mini-sodes called Stabby Snippets, where we tell you all about true crimes happening in the news. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Spotify, wherever the hell else you listen to your pods at. You can also find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook by using the handle at 3 Girls. Come and hang out with us and get your spooky on while we scare the hell out of you. This was all circulating around the base that a giant had been killed, but no one was supposed to talk about it. I saw three long, bony fingers reach up underneath the door, curl up to grab it, and then disappear. When he came over to me, dude, he slithered over to me. And this giant comes out of the cave, and they're all frozen. And he starts running and firing at this giant. But the giant moves. He's got a spear in one hand, and he's running really fast. And spears Dan holds him up like this. Somebody yells, shoot him in the face, shoot him in the face. They basically decapitate him. Got closer, got closer, got closer. When he got about 15 yards away from me, I raised that 12 gauge and I blow his head off. I feel something pulling at my leg. And I look over and there are two small gray entities pulling at me. And they're literally, I'm getting pulled off the bed. I reached my hand into this bush and I touched air. Couldn't breathe and I couldn't move because I know I'm seeing a monster. Yep. Welcome to the show, everybody. You're listening to The Confessionals. I am your host, Tony Merkel. Thank you for being here. If you've had an encounter or a story you'd like to share with me on the show, go ahead and shoot me an email. My email address is theconfessionals at theconfessionalspodcast.com. That's theconfessionals at theconfessionalspodcast.com. Or go to the website, theconfessionalspodcast.com, hit the contact section, and you can reach me that way as well. Either way works for me, just get a hold of me. And if you want more shows every week, every Thursday, we release a bonus episode to members only on the website. So if you want more of The Confessionals on a weekly basis, go to theconfessionalspodcast.com and hit the join button today. Now, today we got a great show coming up for you. We actually have Josh coming on the show and we cover the whole thing this week. We talk about Flat Earth. We talk about Hollow Earth. We talk about traversing parallel universes and what is Sasquatch. We talk about it all on this episode. So let's get to it right now. All right, today we have a great guest coming on. We have Josh. Josh, how you doing, man? I'm doing good. How are you? Doing fine. So uh, you have some interesting topics to talk about. So we're going to be covering a lot of different things today. And uh, 
you know, I think we're going to start off with the initial email you had sent me with the information in there, but we're going to jump around today on different topics of deep, the deep state theories that you have, uh, the Mandela effect, uh, just to hit on some of the things, hollow earth, hollow moon. So we're going to kind of go around a little bit around the universe today with you. But I want to start off with the email you sent me because it kind of perked my ears up just because it's different. And you had said, I believe I've pinpointed the moment I traversed a parallel universe stemming from a game of Mario Kart. And that, my friend, makes me say, what? So go ahead and take it away. (laughs) All right. Awesome. First of all, uh, thank you very much for having me on the show. This is awesome to, uh, you know, reach so many ears out out in the world, all over the world. Uh, Like you said at the beginning of the of the call. First of all, if you don't mind, I'd like to uh, send a couple shout-outs uh, over the airwaves. Uh, first of all, uh, to my wife, Alicia, you are amazing and, uh, you know, the greatest thing that's ever happened to me in my life. Um, I wouldn't be here today uh, without her, and uh, I love you, baby. Uh, secondly, just a quick shout-out to uh, my boys at work, Jer Bear, Chadwick P. Chatterson, Scotty Tuhati, Barry. And uh, one T. This shows this shows for you guys. Uh, but uh, yeah, let's get into it. Um, so this happened about 1997, 96, somewhere around there. Um, I was uh, home alone at the time, or sorry, I was home with my mom at the time. Uh, I was in the living room playing Mario Kart, um, and it was just the it was just the the weirdest thing. It was maybe um, I don't know August or September, somewhere around there. Um, I know I wasn't really uh, doing school at the time, but uh, anyway, I was at home and just playing a game of Mario Kart. That was just really the only system I uh, we had at the time. I think it was like a Super Nintendo. Um, but, uh, as I'm playing, I'm just doing like the time trials and it was a neat feature that I remember where you could view the replay of your race. Um, so as I'm, uh, playing, uh, you know, I'm just farting around and my mom had called me, uh, for something. So I, I did, I went, I went there and, uh, helped her out. And then as I come back, uh, I sit down and I start just replaying the, uh, the, the last race that I just had. Um, so it was really weird. Like at the time I was. I was feeling all right. I had just eaten and all of a sudden I get like, I get really lightheaded and I get oh, just a wave of nausea, wave of dizziness. And I like, I, I remember vaguely blacking out or, you know, just kind of losing consciousness for a quick second. I, I wake back up and the replay is going all haywire. Like I, it's, it's not the, uh, it's not what I remember doing in the game. 
and it's it's actually really almost disturbing to me because I I felt real off and yeah as I'm playing the or sorry as I'm watching the replay it it just it really struck me as weird like whoa 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 whoa, whoa. I did not do this you know what I mean I I specifically remember playing the track as normal with uh you know no problem whatsoever and when I come back to it it's something completely different it was like playing for like 10 minutes or so or whatever the you know the time uh the time trial was and it was just really odd and i i remember thinking whoa this is this is really messed up and i you know called my uh when my brothers were home i i asked them i was like yo guys look at this this is you know, I don't remember doing this whatsoever. This is super trippy. And everything seemed normal. It was perfectly normal. Uh, and then a couple years down the road, I remember, I specifically remember Nelson Mandela passing away in prison, like hearing about it in school. And it just really struck me as odd hearing that he was. Uh, you know, he was in South Africa uh, doing a speech and it just, it, it blew my mind. I was like, well, this is really weird. And this also goes into the uh, like Berenstein Bears and, and all that where it just, it doesn't make sense. I remember it being spelled a specific way. I remember seeing VHSs where it was Berenstein, not Berenstain. So I'm thinking how whatever happened it I somehow crossed over or came back or or something of the matter and all of a sudden I'm remembering something totally different and this game Mario Kart is you know I you know people could say you know, whatever about it, but it blew my mind back then. And I had no idea about, you know, the, you know, alternate realities or, you know, alternate dimensions. It's just something that, you know, really, really caught my attention. And I remember it to this day, very specifically that I played the level a certain way. I remember beating the entire roster of players because it was just uh it was just a computer. But then I come back to this exact same this exact same replay and as the character is going, all of a sudden he does like a complete three or a complete one eighty and just starts pounding into the wall. Uh how uh you know the old Mario Kart games used to go where it's it would just uh hit it and just keeps bouncing back and forth. Um <clears throat> but uh to this day I have n- I have no idea what was going on with that and it just it really caught my attention and really really tripped me out. Um so that's uh that's that story. <laughs> yeah, so ex- speaking of the game Mario Kart, I-, I remember that game and when I was a kid growing up, I, I actually had it on Nintendo 64. And so uh it was a very interesting game. I enjoyed it a lot, but I what you're talking about kind of reminds me of the game 
Polybius that is rumored to be something that was out of Portland, Oregon. Do you ever recall hearing about that game, Polybius? Polybius? Uh, It sounds familiar, but I can't uh, ever recall... Uh, playing it or you know even seeing it on a on a on a shelf really yeah so Polybius was an arcade game that was supposedly now there's a lot of debate about it and a lot of people say that it didn't even exist it never existed uh, which is you know convenient to say but Polybius was an arcade game back and I think it was like the early 80s like I want to say 1982 or 81 was supposedly put in a certain um, arcades in the Portland area and it had some kind of uh, psychoactive effect on the players and supposedly every once in a while these men in suits you know aka the black uh, men in black uh, would come in and retrieve the data off these machines and the the, the machines had a very um, paranormal uh, type effect on these kids that were playing it. And there are some people that say that say to this day that they remember playing this game Polybius, even though the world is saying never existed, that they remember playing the game. And there's actually a guy in Portland, I think he has an arcade in Portland right now, who says that he remembers working in the arcade and there being a game called Polybius. And every once in a while, people would come in, uh, retrieve data off of it and leave. And it was like, you know, a very mysterious thing. And what you just described just kind of reminded me of Polybius. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, I can't say that I, uh, you know, really remember, uh, any, any, anything like that, but, uh, that's, that's really interesting. Um, have you ever watched the show sliders? It, it was around in like mid nineties or so. um, I think it had like uh the guy from uh Lord of the Rings. Uh he played like Gimli or something. It was it's really interesting. It was like an interdimensional uh remote that they pressed and it like create a wormhole where they could go through different realities. Uh that's a side point, but uh it it sounds it's almost where the veil's just a little too a uh, little too thin and weird stuff just pours out or, you know, weird thoughts pour out. Uh, that's going to come into play a little later in, uh, in my story here. Uh, but I definitely think that, you know, the universe is just too big, too massive uh, for, you know, our reality to be the only one. If that makes sense. No, it does make sense. And I think, you know, I guess in the mid '90s, when that when that shows out, it's science fiction. It's considered science fiction. But now, today, science is showing that there are alternate dimensions and that they are peering through them through uh, quantum uh, quantum physics. And you know, science is on the cusp of proving and showing how quantum physics can prove that there are alternate alternate dimensions and maybe through the alternate dimensions there are alternate realities and th- there's different everything that you do in life you know where i have the water bottle sitting in front of me so i'm going to pick up this water bottle and me picking up this water bottle there's an alternate dimension where i didn't pick up that water bottle and also somewhere in the universe being so vast and so huge that there are theories that 
somewhere out in the universe, there is an identical me doing the, the exact same thing of talking to you, an identical you, like everything is exactly the same. And so uh, it's very interesting. It's very trippy and it's way over my head. Uh, I, I'm, I'm just a toothless truck driver turning a wheel and pushing pedals with a podcast, you know? So <laughs> I, I, um, it, there's a lot of things that I find fascinating that just really go over my head. And if I ever have time one day, I plan on, you know, researching a lot more and really understanding some of these topics I don't quite understand, but I get the premise of, which is just very fascinating to me. Uh, But I do think that science is starting to come around to proving some things that were considered science fiction. And in doing that is going to lead lead to a lot of credibility of people's claims that they say they experience, such as time slips and things like that. And I mean, you've experienced such things as like time slips. Uh, You mentioned about the inconsistencies in a timeline uh are you talking about the uh the mario kart or was there another situation where you oh there's oh there's actually something uh different from that that happened oh maybe a month ago or so um uh me and the wife had a friend over and uh we're, we're just chatting about uh you know his time down in southern ontario and he had gone to a uh a, like a, a a doctor down there and it's a little bit different where like uh they'll have like like they're they'll have all the records in like a giant database right so he's he goes there for uh like a checkup or something and the nurse is like oh uh you're you're returning i see that you were uh here like so like many years before uh, around the time he was a toddler well he's like whoa you know i've never been you know this is my first time being in this uh <clears throat> in this doctor's office so he calls his parents and they're like no you you've never uh you know you've never had to go down to the doctors there and you know to this day he just, he doesn't have an explanation for it and at the time we were getting into a real deep conversation i was like there's there's something wrong here. You're not our DJ. He's not our DJ. So uh, it's 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 almost to the point where I don't think reality's a flat plane, but it's more a piece of paper crumpled up, and each one of those lines or each one of those uh, sections of paper are a different reality that we're all loading around, almost like. Uh, I guess Stephen Hawking, uh, string theory and whatnot. Uh, I'm probably wrong, but uh, it's it's something like that, where the universe is isn't as we know it, but it's all around us at the same time. Yeah everything's happening all these parallel universes are happening at the same time around us and stuff, but we are in this particular one and normally, naturally, we don't have the ability to peer through into other dimensions now. But like, you know, like I said, and stuff, and a lot of people claim that CERN is doing just this, they're opening up portals into other dimensions, and things are coming through. And uh, that is, you know, a whole other topic of conversation. But uh, the concerning thing is, if we do gain the ability to peer into other dimensions and universes, what what happens like are are we 
are we messing up our timeline and their timeline? And is it possible then to bring in something from an alternate universe? The the God particle, uh, um, things like that is is mind-blowing, but if you can peer into other alternate universes, then it would it would lead you to believe that other universes, people, things can peer back and come through. And that is something that is trippy to think about, but also very scary. Oh, absolutely. It's, uh, yeah, it's something that I, I fear with the way that we're, uh, or the, you know, the scientific, uh, world is trying to, like you said, peer into other realities where, uh oh! What if something falls, or something attaches itself to you, and then now what? You know, what I mean, it turns into World War Z. <laughs> no, thank you. That's yeah. uh, that's one of my least favorite uh, realities, bar none. Um, <clears throat> but uh, if it's okay with you. I'd like to get into uh, uh, just kind of. Uh, from the beginning, from, you know, all I've heard from my parents and, uh, you know, everything that I've experienced. Um, so back in, uh, 1986, this is, I was maybe six months old at the time. And, uh, my mother always told me about this, uh, this experience. Um, she, we had just been home for, you know, a couple months now and she always had, us babies in a, a bassinet next to their bed. Well, one night she's laying there, uh, just looking at me. Uh, my dad's next to her sleeping and all of a sudden she can't move. She's wide awake. She can't move. And she sees clear as day, a black shape hover over my bassinet getting closer. She can't move. Her heart is pounding. She's wide awake. She tells me, and she is just terrified. She's, uh, you know, she praised Jesus Christ, uh, you know, to lift this oppression off of her. And as she does that, she's able to move. She shoots up. That thing disappears. She wakes my dad up and instantly picks me up. And, it, you know, it's something that's just, it's really tripped me out and, you know, really kind of opened my eyes later on in life where, you know, there's, there's something more to this world than, you know, what you can see, touch and feel. Um, keep that in mind. Uh, moving forward in life, uh, I was maybe five or six. Um, oh, by the way, uh, I come from a pretty large family myself. Um, I have, uh, five brothers and a sister. Um, I'm the third youngest, but, uh, anyway, I'm about seven or so I'm riding around on my trike in the, uh, in the front yard, uh, or sorry, in the, in the driveway. Uh, we have like one of those old, uh, camper vans. Uh, it's almost like a, uh, it has the one side door and the two doors at the back that open up. It's a pretty large vehicle. And as I'm playing around in the trike, uh, 
I start to notice that the the van starts to roll backwards down this hill. I'm like, oh my god! I see my little brother at the very end of the driveway playing with uh, playing with cars. I jump off the trike, run around to the front of the vehicle, grab onto the uh, onto the bumper, and it's like one of those thin bumpers. It's like like a thin uh, steel, and I'm grabbing that and I'm holding that thing back. Mind you, I'm like six, seven years old, and this is like a 2,000-pound vehicle. And I'm yelling, Mom, Dad, help, the car's moving, the car's moving. And my dad hops out of the uh, the front window, runs around to, uh, you know, to put the vehicle in park. And I'm just all, I'm just all panicked, like, oh, my God, it almost, you know, it almost smushed my brother. This is, this is crazy. And... It just goes to show that, you know, if you, if there's something that you believe in, if there's something that you're passionate about, you can do anything that you want to, right? Uh, you know, my brothers were always important in my life and, you know, just the thought of, you know, seeing one of them hurt would, you know, give me that, give me that superhuman strength to stop that vehicle from rolling back. It's, uh, you know, one of, uh, my, Fondest, or not fondest. One of my clearest memories from when I was uh, when I was younger. Um, and uh, well, yeah. Moving forward, um, fast forward a couple more years to uh, ninety six, ninety seven. Uh, the Mario Kart happens, and shortly thereafter, uh, in two thousand one, my father passed away. Um, I was in grade eight. And I was just kept feeling really depressed. It was near the end of the school year. So I was going into high school without uh, my dad's guidance. Uh, so it was pretty upsetting for me. You know, I was, everybody was really depressed. And uh, one day after school, I was uh, walking back. And I kind of had my head down. I was slouched. You know, I was feeling depressed. and. This woman in her garden, I've never met her, never talked to her before in my life. She looks at me and says, hey, don't slouch, keep your back straight. And that, like, it just clicked in my mind. That's something my father always used to tell me. And ever since then, I've always, you know, always stood up, always, uh, you know, held myself proper and, you know, tried to be the, you know, the best human being that I could possibly be. Um, uh, moving forward from there, um, this is maybe 2006, 2007. Um, I was just out of high school. Uh, I had to work at, or a job at uh, our local paper. Uh, just in the mailroom, uh, you know, manual labor. And the weirdest thing happened one night. I was, I was woken up at about three or four a.m. No reason why. I just I woke up and I felt really weird, like you know, what, you know something off. And I, you know, went and grabbed a drink of water and you know went back to bed. Well, the next morning, I get up to go to work. And 
there's cop cars, like three or four cop cars down the road. What had happened is a, uh, tragically, a, uh, a woman and her, her daughter, I believe, or no, sorry, her son were, uh, tragically, uh, murdered by her ex-boyfriend. And that's, you know, that's another thing where it's like, what, what's going on? Why am I, you know, getting these weird feelings right before tragedy strikes or, you know, something that's so unexplainable that I'm like, whoa, you know, what, what kind of, you know, different force is talking to me, telling me something's off in my proximity. It's, it's something that just really, really stuck with me. Uh, you know, just like the Mario Kart incident. And it just, it propelled me further into learning about the paranormal and the, you know, the extra real, you could call it. Um, after that, uh, you know, nothing really interesting happened. Um, until about 2000, I don't know, 2013 or 14, um, I'm laying in bed and it's about, I don't know, maybe I look at my clock and it was maybe 1230, 1am. And I specifically remember hearing a knock on my window. I was like, what the heck? That's that's super weird. What's going on? And so I get up and I open the curtain and I remember a clear as day, an arm grabbing me. So I like pull back and I open my eyes. I'm wide awake. And I'm like, whoa, what was that? It was really weird. So I blink and right in front of me, there's this, it's almost like a, uh, like a clear image of like a gaunt eyeless featureless face looking right at me. And I'm laying there wide eyed. Like, what is, what is this? This is insane. And I like, I blink again and it like opened its mouth like super wide and lunges for me i kick like i'm like i'm trying to uh ward off a bear and that finally snaps me out i open my eyes again it's not there and i lay there for a good 45 seconds not blinking because i was terrified of blinking again and seeing this uh you know this figure it's that's one thing that uh you know i never want to experience again and something that uh you know, really, really bothers me, to be perfectly honest with you. I believe in that I saw that. Each and every Christmas, I'll, you know, that's the time of year when, you know, the spirit of the season's in me. And that's the time when I, you know, when I pray to myself. And 
no word of a lie. I'll I'll be sitting on my deck and I'll talk to my uh, you know my late mother and late father, and I'll just ask you know tell me that you're here, show me that you're here, that you're you know that we were with me, and more often than not, sure enough, I'll see a shooting star. That's uh, it. Really made me believe that there's you know there's something else beyond this life. Um. Another thing that happened, I was uh, I was out in the back of our uh, apartment building, and this is it's like December of last year, so about six or seven months ago, and I'm standing there with my dog, uh, you know, just letting her do her business, and right next to our back door, there's like a uh, um like a uh, laundry exhaust where it shoots out steam. And I just, I, you know, I just closed my eyes and I was like, if there's something out there, you know, if there's something more than this world, you know, show me a sign, show me a sign. And that steam, it all of a sudden shot out super fast, went about, three or four feet high and then dissipated. I was like, whoa, that's, you know, that's definitely, that's definitely a sign. There's something way more, uh, way more to do with life than the, uh, the physical world. Um, and then just really, I'm, I'm pretty sure that, you know, we have not, not a ghost. Well, yeah, I guess you could call it a ghost where we've heard things, me and my wife, and it's it's terrified us where we're like, Well, we you know, what's what is going on? You know, we lived for you know, twelve years together and all of a sudden this is happening where I'll be laying in bed and it sounds like there's a, a child laughing in our hallway. We don't have children. All we have is a puppy. And that's where it stops and gives us pause. Like, whoa, what's, what's going on? Um, my wife's seen shadows. Uh, she, she was in the kitchen one day. And the way our apartment is laid out, our, uh, our kitchen has a window into our dining area. While she was at the at the stove, she turns around, sees a shape, does a double take, and it's gone. She can't explain it. Um, another time, she was just in our bedroom, and I think she was playing like a, I don't know, like one of those idle games. And she again sees out of the corner of her eye a, a dark shape. It almost, almost at the height of a child where it like peered around and disappeared. And after that happened, she's like, yeah, no, I'm just going to keep playing my video game here and uh, just leave that alone until, uh, until I get home. Um, but uh, back to, uh, back to my reference where I said, uh, 
have you seen the the show Slider? Um, or I'm sorry, Sliders. It's it's almost like the world is part of a a, a multiverse, or the universe is part of the multiverse, and when it comes to you know ghosts or cryptid sightings, it's it's very possible that we're seeing, you know, shadows of, of those creatures in our own reality. And that's something that I, I truly believe is going on in the world. It's a little unsettling, especially when you, when you consider that, uh, you know, we're trying to scientists are trying to figure out if there's multiple universes around us, it's just definitely something that gives me pause and makes you wonder what are what are we doing with our reality with these experiences that you've had in your life and stuff, do you think that they tie back to when you're a child? Because, I mean, not everybody has these kind of experiences. I mean, for instance, I haven't had a ton of experiences in my life that I could say are pen- or, um, paranormal, but there are some people that seem to have these kind of experiences a lot. And do you think that you were, I don't know, marked paranormal-wise when you were a kid in your the bassinet next to your mom's bed? You know what? It's, it's possible. Um all the way, you know, growing up through life, I, you know, never really thought about it like that. Like things, you know, just weird things happen. Uh, you know, all like the, uh, like the Mario Kart incident, like that, that happened. And it just, you know, it didn't really strike me as odd, but a couple years down the road, now it's like, whoa, you know, I remember this. Something's not right here. This is, you know, this isn't, how, uh, you know, this isn't how I remember playing that game. Um, I don't think that I'm haunted like that, but it's, it's interesting to, to know that many people around the world, you know, experience odd things almost on a you know daily or weekly basis. Um, I just think that my experiences, although, you know, few and far between, you know, it's, it tells me that the, you know, the universe or, you know, or God or whatever's out there is, you know, it's showing that the world isn't, hundred percent as it seems. Um, and you know, I really hope there's not dark, dark forces at work, but at the same time, there's, you know, there's too much evil in the world to really discount that there's, you know, stupid people all the way, you know, who take their rage out on the public and, you know, people who, you know, take their rage out on or their, you know, their sickness out on, 
children. And it's like, who would, you know, who would do that with, uh, you know, being in the, you know, a modern world? It's, it, it boggles my mind. Yeah, I mean, the world is definitely stranger than, than one would like to believe. And there are a lot of things that are going on that if you were to be shown it and said, this is for real, uh, I think that you'd have a lot of people uh, going nuts because it's just so far off the path of fathomability. And so, um, yeah, I, I think that it, it's there's going to come a time where many people are going to be exposed to the truth of the situation at hand. Uh, and I'm talking on many, 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 many different levels and topics. And when that happens, uh, I, I hope that most people are able to handle it, but I don't think uh, that everybody is going to be able to handle it properly. Um, so, you know, who knows? But why don't you uh, talk to us a little bit about your theory on the deep state of misinformation revolving around certain current events? Okay, so... This actually happened perfectly this morning at uh, I vote nine or so. I got a, a, a Google notification. Jeffrey Epstein, uh, today, August 10th, committed suicide in his cell. And literally an hour ago, I checked Yahoo News and it's like, uh, you know, he, you know, committed suicide in his cell. And how many billionaires have you know, just let out a huge sigh of relief. Like, what, you know, how is this even possible? This is something from a, you know, it's almost something from the movie, really. Um, you know, I don't want to, you know, think that the vast majority of the world is controlled by a handful of people, but unfortunately, you know, that's the, that's the reality. I think that he was doing something super dark and super sick. And he was doing it with a lot of powerful people. And instead of, you know, how, you know, letting this happen, everybody's like, look, you have to, you have to off yourself or we're going to do it for you. And that's just something that, um, that I, I, believe is the truth he was sick and he was doing it with a lot of very wealthy equally sick uh you know billionaires and that's that's just the state of it this whole uh another thing this whole uh storm area 51 uh i believe you had the uh the originator on a, a couple weeks ago yeah. or so. Yep. Um, I believe he started it, you know, that, like he said, where it was just a joke, but the world's looking at this or, you know, maybe even the government's looking at this like, Oh, this is perfect. You know, we can, you know, we can use this. We can, uh, we can manipulate the people with this and create this huge, uh, you know, this huge media storm about it. Um, and who knows, maybe, maybe they're even like, oh, this ain't good. You know, we need to do something about it. We need to flood the news with something else. So shootings happen and they're tragic. And I, I'm from Canada, so we don't 
have the same, you know, freedom for buying firearms. I don't think it'll ever change with the way that, you know, the, the U S was founded. You know, it's something of a, you know, it's a, a point of pride and it's a point of, you know, self-defense. But really when someone who's, you know, has those radical ideologies, he'll, you know, just take out his, his frustration and try and, you know, unfortunately leave a mark on, on society that just keeps going and keeps going. That's something that could very well be tied into the disclosure movement. And if you heard of uh, Tom DeLong, I believe, um, his, I think it's like To the Stars Academy. Well, that's probably not, but that's something that could also be tied into it, where they're trying to minimize the effect of these other things that are happening. Uh, you know, minimizing the storm area 51 or minimizing shootings uh, that, you know, happen almost on a monthly basis. It's who knows, right? They could even be higher, uh, hiding the fact that the earth is flat. I don't believe it, but it's possible. It's definitely possible with how, um, how not constant reality feels sometimes. Where it's like the earth is on a, sure, it's on a, you know, it, it is a globe, but I can see how people would think that and, you know, create this thread on the internet and all of a sudden, you know, millions of people believe it. The world is a weird place and human beings are, the, you know, they're the, they're the weirdest among us, right? Yeah. Definitely I, weird. Yeah. I mean, you know, I'm not a flat earther and my problem Oh, with, neither am I. My problem with these these flat earthers are is that they're so radical about their thoughts on it. They believe it's fact and they speak on it as it's factual and when when asked about it a question and questioned, they get all up in arms and frustrated about it and it's like you're making radical claims. You have to expect to be questioned on it. And don't just be like, well, do the research and you'll find the truth. No. Why don't you present the research that you supposedly did and show me, convince me why the earth is flat. I, I've talked to pilots who will tell me that the they they do have to adjust for the curvature of the earth. I've talked to people who are in the Navy who say that uh, the, the exact opposite of what flat earthers say. But um, yeah, so you covered a lot of stuff there. And I, I would just say that the Jeffrey Epstein thing, um, the, did you not expect this to happen? I mean, we... Honestly, we knew, I was waiting for it. Yeah, we knew this was going to happen. And here's the, the thing that I would say is either Epstein was killed uh, or 
Epstein might be alive still. And I, I, do, I do think that that could be a possibility. I'm not the guy that says Tupac's still alive and Elvis is still breathing and Hitler's still alive in the hollow or somewhere. I'm not that guy. Um, but I would say that in a very real situation like this, you have somebody who was doing horrific things, more than likely doing it with a lot of elite people in this world who have a lot of power. And more than likely, they're Definitely could have been a situation where uh, Epstein was contacted, talked to, and basically was told either we kill you or we pretend to kill you and we send you off to your little island and you and you live happily ever after there uh, or somewhere. But you speaking cannot happen. And so their options were limited. I don't think Epstein was suicidal. And I because and here's my my thing for that. Epstein's been through this process before. Epstein was called on the car- carpet for these things before and he escaped it because of the powerful people that he's associated with. He was able to get out, basically, uh, not I wouldn't say clean on it, but uh, he he managed through it. He didn't kill himself when it first happened. And so if something like this is happening in your life and you're going to uh, have the highest risk of suicide, it would be the very first time you're going through it and you have no idea what's going to happen and you're scared to death and you're going to kill yourself before uh, you know anything happens further. He didn't kill himself the first time around. He survived. He went through the process and survived it. So the second time around, I don't think he was suicidal. He's been through the process before. And I think that he's he was talked to and either he was killed or he is still breathing. And I'm not saying that he is or isn't. I'm just saying I do think out of all these ideas of people saying, oh, so-and-so is still alive, I do think that this is something that is very possible in this situation because it wasn't like he was just nobody that caught was caught doing something, or it wasn't like he was a musician that you know was very popular um, celebrity, but didn't have a ton of people in high places that to help him. He was somebody who was very wealthy, had unlimited access to wealthy, very powerful people who can make things happen. And so I think it is possible that he could be still breathing somewhere on this earth, but nevertheless. He was a scumbag, and the people who were doing the things with him were scumbags, and uh, that's that. Um, talk to Absolutely. me. Talk to me a little bit here about uh, Hollow Earth and Hollow Moon. It's not something new to me. Heard of both. What's your take on it? Okay, so I'd just like to go through a time machine here, all the way back to 1908. This is what I think. Have you heard of the uh, Tunguska event? Yeah. Okay, so there's a there's a theory from uh, these two. Um, uh, I believe they're Jackson and Ryan. It's called the Jackson and Ryan hypothesis. Uh, I believe they're uh, just researchers, um, but they say that the Tunguska event could possibly have happened by a, a macroscopic black hole, where it's you know billions of tons less massive than the supermassive black holes at the center of uh, galaxies. I don't know if that's for real, but it's possible that that thing did enter our, our planet. And that's, that's responsible for these times or these uh, alternate realities happening. So if that happened, now all of a sudden, 
there are theories of a hollow Earth. Not necessarily that that the black hole caused it, but now all of a sudden there are people like uh, you know the you know the originators of that back in I believe it's like the nineteenth century or the eighteenth century where they say oh yeah we've you know we've seen this or in World War II uh, when the uh, you know, when Bird. the U.S. oh yes yes Admiral Byrd should have done my research. Um, but yeah, where he, you know, where he has this, uh, this encounter with this other, you know, this other world past the, the ice shell. And it also goes back to like, where the, you know, the flat earth where, oh yeah, it's flat. Uh, but then the whole earth has, uh, almost the similar properties where, you know, how much of what they tell us is actually true. Like, sure, scientists say that, you know, they're, you know, the Earth isn't hollow. You know, there's magma and the crust and, you know, a million other things where it's it's just possible. I have just enough doubt to think that, oh, yeah, there's an entire different ecosystem under that, you know, under what we think is just solid mass. And who knows, maybe, maybe it is, maybe I'm wrong. Well, maybe I, I'm right. I think that hollow earth is something that, you know, is, hasn't been proved. And, you know, with the, the different conspiracy theories going on about it and stuff, uh, definitely hasn't been proved, but I think it is something to think about. And, uh, I would. It wouldn't shock me if it was if it was something that was real. Uh, we haven't drilled very far into the Earth's crust. I think the furthest we've gotten, I think it was Russia that got eight miles into the Earth's crust. The Earth, uh, I can't remember the actual dimensions of it of its diameter, uh, but the circumference of the Earth, I think, is like forty three thousand miles. The circumference, and so I mean, I'm not the greatest at math, but if you were to do the math, the 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 diameter of the earth it's much 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 more than eight miles and so uh to to say that that we know what's going on inside the earth um is there's scientific reasoning behind it but until we actually get there and we we are able to get further into the earth we really don't know exactly what's going on there and it it breathes life into these ideas of the earth being hollow um subterranean uh societies nephilim hiding in the earth uh extraterrestrials having bases inside the earth coming up out through the oceans uh it leads to all these people and all these ideas of possibilities and I'm not here to say that it's not possible because I, I, one, I don't know, but two, I do lean more towards the earth being hollow than flat. So <laughs> that's where I'm at with it. Yeah. To be honest with you, uh, I'm in the same boat. I, I think that it's definitely possible the earth is flat or, uh, sorry, uh, hollow. Uh, it's definitely possible the moon is hollow. You know, there's, really only you know a, a small amount of of human beings who you know really 
you know, put forth the, you know, the effort to study these things scientifically. And, you know, who knows? Maybe, maybe it is hollow. Maybe they're both hollow. Maybe the moon is actually a giant spaceship from the beginning of existence. No one really knows. It's, you know, it's, sure, it's scientific, but it's also hearsay. For, for lack of a better term. Well, I mean, the Earth being the Earth being hollow would be a very trippy thing in itself, and to think that it was placed there is uh, that's a head head scratcher. Um, I've heard that before and stuff, and you know, I, I'm open to hearing all thoughts and opinions on things. Um, I, I think that you know, as much as I. I rattle and the cages of flat earthers. Uh, you know, at one time I did, you know, look into it seriously just to consider what they were saying. Uh, just like I said, the biggest turnoff for me was the idea of talking to somebody who believes this. And when questioned, uh, the the attitude that you get by these people, and I've gotten it over and over again. Uh, off, I don't, I have never done a flat Earth show, but I've talked to people. And I've talked to him through email, and it's a common theme. They're very hyper aggressive if you don't believe them, and it's just like that's a big turnoff for me. Um, and so, but anyways, uh, listen. Before we get rolling here, I want you to kind of go into this idea of Bigfoot that you mentioned to me. Um, it being an interdimensional race, uh, I I want to hear where you go with this before I comment on it. Oh yes. Okay. So. Um... Have you ever seen the movie Jumper? I have uh, I a little bit, but I don't remember much of it. Okay. Uh, there's that, and then there's this other Netflix show um, that has the similar properties where it's basically instant transport, right? I'm thinking these Sasquatch, they're, they're dimension jumpers, man. They're, uh, they have that ability to instantly teleport to back to their own dimension or to uh hours or you know many different uh planes of existence and it's it's instantaneous i honestly think that you know they exist and that's what that's what they do that's how they uh, if a, uh, discovery, that's why, you know, you never see a body. There's, uh, there's this old, old picture of, uh, forget exactly, uh, you know, who the, you know, who, uh, posted initially, but it's like in the 1920s or so it's, it's real old and it shows a group of hunters with like, with what looks like a Sasquatch or a Yeti, um, killed obviously on display with them it's that looks really real like i it it's got to be real with the with the you know the immense size of the universe there's there's more planes of existence more things that we will you know never know or never understand that are out there. And that's, it's really just a, 
honestly a fact of the of the times that we live. Yeah. Uh, well, I, I think that Sasquatch can definitely be something more than just a physical creature. Uh, there are videos out there of, you know, and I've seen different videos of people saying that uh, Sasquatch is cloaking right there in front of them, kind of like the alien versus predator kind of thing. And the one that really sticks out to me is, um, oh, shoot, I forget the lady's name, but um, Claudia Ackley was there. Uh, and she, they, they, they basically, what they saw was, this video or this Sasquatch was in front of them. They got it on film. And when they got back to camp, the film that what they filmed wasn't, um, wasn't on video. And so what they saw was this, was this black figure. And the, I think it was the one lady, only one lady saw it. Uh, but what she saw was this black figure, but right where she said this figure was, it was like, nothing was there, but you saw something moving, but it was like something was cloaked in the video. And so, I mean, when you see things like that, it, it's definitely, uh, it makes you question what these things are. Uh, but, you know, again, there's a lot of examples of these things, you know, per- uh, displaying uh, very realistic characteristics of a wild animal in the woods, hunting deer, uh, living in the woods. Um, you know, the sen- the idea of a sentinel where they're sleeping uh, you know, there's a family group sleeping and there's one kind of standing guard and there's people talking about those things. I mean, that's all stuff that would, would say that these things live here. They don't travel interdimensionally and uh, they're very physical, just animals out there in the woods. But then, like I said, there are a lot of things that people claim they have experienced where it doesn't make sense if these are just creatures in the woods, like following the tracks of these things out in the woods and all of a sudden the tracks just disappear. Like, you know, one of the best examples is there was this set of snow tracks going out into a field and out in the middle of the field in the snow tracks, these, these tracks just disappear. So whether it it was, you know, a misidentification of it wasn't a Bigfoot track or anything like that is irrelevant because where did whatever made these tracks go? It just gone. And so, I mean, the only possible explanation I could have with something like that is uh, sometimes people say that a, a rabbit jumping through snow looks like Bigfoot tracks. And maybe it was a rabbit going through the snow out in the middle of a field and a hawk came down and picked it up. You know what I mean? That's a possibility. But um, I definitely think it's a possibility that these things could be interdimensional as well. Oh, absolutely. And uh, it's it's really a trippy thought if you think about it, you know, like, um, when, you know, when it comes to that, how, how much do we really know about, about nature? You know what I mean? And how many, you know, with the vastness of, of the universe at large, how much do we really know? We don't like we live on on a single planet. Our civilization is still in the infant stage in you know the vast timeline of the you know the universe. I think uh, it was into the wormhole by like I think it was like Neil deGrasse Tyson or uh, something like that. Where if you place 
the history of from the beginning of the earth to now that the human civilization has only started on like the last minute of December 31st and you know to for for science to say oh well you know the science is in this is what's going on or you know this is how the world works there's a, there's a lot of wiggle room i believe and there's going to be a lot more that we're going to find out where it's like, oh, look, really? That's real. Okay, well, you know, time to rewrite the history books or, um, you know, just a you know variety of other things. Uh, obviously, too numerous to mention at this time. Yeah. Well, Josh, I'll tell you what, man, I appreciate you coming on and sharing some of these stories and different ideas and thoughts that you have on these different topics and stuff. It's always fun to just kind of sit around and talk about these things and just uh, theorize about stuff. And and if you can have a good time doing it, it's worth doing. Uh, so I appreciate you doing that, man. Oh, and I, uh, you know, I, I appreciate you uh, giving me the time to, uh, to talk about it. this is a, uh, this is a huge pleasure. And I uh, look forward to, uh, to uh, many more shows by the confessionals. Well, that's the show, everybody. I really hope you enjoyed it. And if you did enjoy it, please share the show with your friends. We don't care where you share the show. Just share the show if you enjoyed it, because that's the best thing you can do to help the show grow. And I'm really bad at talking about this, but I was just doing a live video on Facebook and Instagram earlier today. And I just want to let everybody else know out there, we do have a store on the website. Apparently, I don't say it enough. So here I'm saying it now. We have a store on the website, theconfessionalspodcast.com slash store. You can purchase t-shirts, hoodies, art pieces, mugs, phone covers, a bunch of cool stuff. I'm not even sure what all we have in there, but hey, we have a store with my face on it. So if you want the logo with a bunch of cool stuff, go to theconfessionalspodcast.com, hit the store and see what we got there for you. But until next week, friends, stay safe, take care. And remember, the truth will set you free, but first, it will piss you off. Bye.